You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the final part of the show, we get a view from Asian Frontier Markets with Rashir Desai, Fund Manager of Asia Frontier Capital. Good morning, Rashir. Morning, Ethan. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, so, I've noticed the Asian Frontier Markets have actually had a very strong first half of the year. So, what's been driving that performance? Well, that's right. Asian Frontier Markets have rallied pretty strongly in the first probably seven months of this year pretty strong performance. They've outperformed pretty much all the other Asian uh, peers in this part of the world. Uh, for example, Sri Lanka in dollar terms is up about 45% this year. Vietnam is up about 17 to 18% and Kazakhstan's up about 17%. So pretty strong performance across the board. And I think the key factor which has driven this performance is pretty much uh, the headwinds last year with high interest rates and high inflation, which impacted pretty much all, all, the, all the markets last year, especially in the frontier and emerging market space. Uh, including the stronger dollar. So I think this year what we've seen in the last couple of months, these headwinds are kind of, kind of slowing down and you're seeing a peaking out of interest rates, obviously in the US now with the Fed expect to raise the interest rate one more time and that'll probably, the, that'll probably be the last time they raise interest rates in this cycle. And given the peaking out, out of interest rates in the US, I think many central banks in our universe have got the confidence to manage the monetary policies much more confidently now, given the fact that inflation also is tapering off. So, for example, Sri Lanka has cut interest rates by 450 basis points in in the last two months. Vietnam has cut uh, interest rates by 150 basis points since April. Uh, And even countries like Georgia, which is part of the universe, has cut interest rates by 50 basis points uh, in a couple of months ago. That's quite a large cut from Sri Lanka. What's actually driven? Was it that they drive interest rates higher because of all the issues they've had over the last few years and now they're in order to attract uh, currency into the market and now that they're getting currency into the country, they're being allowed to cut the interest rates or are there other factors at play in that? In here? Absolutely. I think Sri Lanka had to raise interest rates very aggressively last year given that uh, the macro issues in the country, they were seeing inflation reach almost 70%, I believe, last September in 2022. So they had to raise interest rates very aggressively. In fact, in Sri Lanka, raised interest rates by almost... Uh, almost uh, eight, eight or 900 basis points in 2022. So very aggressive interest rate hike. And given the inflation is coming off now, they've got room to cut interest rates. So that's where the interest rate cut looks pretty aggressive. But also having said that, I think uh, given the lack of US dollars last year and the weaker currency, they had to raise interest rates. But now what we've seen probably, especially in the last four or five months, is an influx of US dollars coming into the country. You've seen a pretty big recovery in tourism revenues. They've got about a billion dollars in tourism revenues already in the first half of this year. They've seen a pretty big jump in remittances of almost close to about two and a half to three billion dollars in the first six months, of, six months of this year. So they're getting the dollar liquidity back and that's giving the confidence to Central Bank to you know, manage interest rates in a much more flexible fashion. I know you're in Sri Lanka recently. Um, were you feeling that optimism come through? Absolutely. I was in Sri Lanka last month to meet companies on the ground. That's pretty much what we do on a regular basis. And there was a lot of optimism, not just within the corporates and the companies that are met, but also with on the ground amongst the you know normal population or the public because uh, they'd seen the worst of the crisis last year. Inflation's coming off. Uh, you know, income levels are improving from what they were at the bottom last year. And the situation in terms of the electricity and the power cuts has improved significantly. So obviously a much better, you know, feel-good factor on the ground compared to you know, maybe 12 months or even six months ago. And, you know, we look at Asia and we always say it's kind of driven by China. Obviously, China's having a big slowdown. But to, is 
the other frontier markets actually benefiting from the Chinese slowdown because a lot of what was going to China is now going into those markets, and that's what's also driving some of this performance. True, I would say more from the more I would say instead of a Chinese throne, I would say the Asian frontier markets are benefiting more from the tensions between China and the U.S., especially in the last five or six years、uh, since 2017 when the trade tensions and trade war began. So what we've seen, especially in a country like Vietnam, I think has been the key beneficiary, the prime beneficiary of the trade tensions between China and the U.S.、Uh, since the trade war began, probably beginning of 2018. So since 2017, Vietnam's exports to the U.S. have almost grown by three times, from about 42 billion dollars to about more than 100 billion dollars in 2022. So pretty big increase over there, and that's primarily because of the trade tensions between China and the U.S. You've seen many companies or multinational companies. Uh, moving operations from mainland China into Vietnam, and it's not just you know Samsung or some of the American companies who are moving operations into Vietnam. It's even the Chinese companies across sectors like textiles, garments, footwear, and even electronics moving into Vietnam. And for example, Apple wants to diversify the supply chains,、uh, and therefore you're seeing many of Apple's suppliers who are based in China,、uh, who manufacture many components, also move into Vietnam. So big benefit for Vietnam over there. And it's not just Vietnam. I would say even a country like Bangladesh. Uh, surprising has benefited from these tensions in general between China and the West.、Uh, Bangladesh is now the second biggest garment exporter globally. In fact, despite the global economic slowdown of the last 12 months, Bangladesh's garment exports have grown by 10 percent. While I would say rest of the garment exporters in the region have seen negative export growth. So again, benefiting from tensions、uh, from between China and the West, and therefore benefiting from the supply chain diversification. Interesting and. Okay, so we've had a good first half of the year. What do we expect for the second half of the year? Yeah, I think given a couple of things, I think broadly on a more global macro basis, given what's going on in the U.S., I think with the Fed doing the last hike this week,、uh, I think it's pretty much a consensus that the Fed is done with the interest hiking cycle. So that's driven a lot of confidence, I would say, in general in global markets. But also in general, I would say within the Asian frontier market space, as I've mentioned, interest rates are coming off. They've peaked out. Inflation is coming down significantly in many of our markets. So what I expect is that going forward, especially in 2024, as inflation comes off, we're going to see interest rate decreases even further within our universe, and that's going to drive valuations in our markets because that's the key factor. All the high interest rates were the key headwind for our markets last year. But that's kind of turning into a tailwind now, and and going forward into 2024, I expect low interest rates to be a big valuation driver for our markets. And plus, earnings will recover going into 2024, as they've taken a big hit this year. Because as the economy recovers across our markets, you'll see earnings recover. So I think the market will be driven both by an earnings recovery as well as the multiples re-rating re- because of lower interest rates. Okay, we've got about 20 seconds. So I guess in two words, or what are your top picks going forward for the rest of the year? I would say short term, next six to nine months, Sri Lanka would be my top pick.、Uh, top pick. They've had a pretty tough time over the last three or four years. They've not had the time to recover in terms of、uh, the economy has not had time, not had a chance to recover. Nor has the comp, nor have the companies or the earnings. But as interest rates come off, inflation is coming down. You're seeing a recovery in tourism.、Uh, the IMF program is in place, so pretty strong macro drivers for the country. So that would be my top pick in the next six to nine months. But longer term, Vietnam is clearly my top pick. Your three to five year view because they're benefiting from the supply chain diversification. They'll come back to about six percent GDP growth、uh, over the over the long term. Strong demographics、uh, and also attractive valuations at about you know eleven times forward earnings. All right,、um, thank you very much. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Thank you, Rashir, for coming in this morning.